Welcome to Military Transition Wellness, another great episode here today. I'm your host, Michelle Seidling, and with us today is Troy, an Air Force veteran with a story to share. Today, we're going to talk about what it means to separate from the military and things to consider from a wellness perspective to help your transition be much more smooth. This podcast is available on multiple platforms, including YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and others. Please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform to be informed as new episodes become available. If you enjoyed today's episode or any of our episodes, please rate and review the podcast on your favorite platform. As always, check out our website at foodexperienceunplugged.com for some resources as you begin your health journey. Troy, welcome to the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Michelle. Glad to be here. Oh, fantastic having you. Well, tell us about your Air Force experience. What happened? What great, awesome things did you do? And and maybe, you know, as and that uh, transition or the decision to separate from the military. Thanks again for having me on the show, Michelle. I do want to say that the Air Force made a huge impact on my life, and I'm so grateful for the time that I spent in there. I served from 2014 to 2018. I was part of U.S. Space Command. And if I would have stayed in, I probably would have been a part of the Space Force. But uh, it, fun, funny fact, I actually went up to General Raymond, uh, who is the head of the Space Force now, when he was a three-star. And I asked him, uh, you know, do you guys think that there's going to be a Space Force? And they were like, well, we're not sure yet. <laughs> so I was thinking <laughs> in, back, in retrospect, I was like, I should have got a promotion for that. <laughs> <laughs> for asking him that question. Yeah, but they, they probably knew. He just, you know, you know how they are. Got to keep it close to the chest. Sure, fantastic! Wow. So, what what was it like? You know, during your your stint there, you you were with the Space Command the whole time you served. Yeah, I, I served at Vandenberg Air Force Base, which is now at Vandenberg Space Base, and I was an enlisted airman. I served four years, but I got out as an E five, a staff sergeant, and I was very grateful for that because they uh, were able to give me that that rank, even though I didn't have the time and service to fully get that rank but there were some things that i that i did and some things that the the command chief of the space space command helped me out with so i, I was really grateful for that uh, but i also served in the honor guard that was what i really loved about the air force was the honor guard i actually got the centurion award which is over 100 details i know the u.s space honor guard they do hundreds of details every year it's no problem to them but for a regular airman or a regular troop that's is pretty rare Mm, wow, impressive. Congratulations on that. Wow. Mm. So what was it like being in the Honor Guard? Tell us a little bit about for those not familiar with Honor Guard. All right. Yeah, no problem. So Honor Guard is what you're going to see at a, a military funeral. They're the ones that are going to be possibly carrying the casket or the urn to the place of the burial. And then they're going to perform the honors. They're going to fold a flag. If you've done over 20 years, you're going to get a six-man flag fold and you're going to get the 21-gun salute. And if you're a high enough military officer, like a general, you're probably going to get a flyover over your funeral. But they also do the presenting of the colors where they have the flags. This is often at maybe a dip diplomatic ceremony or a retirement ceremony or some special kind of thing where they'll just present the colors and do the Pledge of Allegiance and the national anthem. What I really loved about Honor Guard, though, was just the community giving back, handing the flag off to the Mexican those are going to be memories that I cherish forever. It really makes a big difference and helps them get through the pain of losing a loved one. Mm. 
Absolutely. Now, did you do Honor Guard sprinkled in with the Space Command, or was that a separate duty? What was really nice is we I had to wait a, a while to get clearance for my job. So in order to make better use of my time, one of my supervisors sent me over for a six-month, basically little TDY to temporary duty assignment to this mm-hmm. Honor Guard unit. But I loved it so much, I stayed there on my own time for pretty much the whole four years. And it, the, the cool thing, if you're a troop, whether you're Army, Marine, Navy, Air Force, Space Force, you should do it because you're going to network with people on your base that you would never, ever be able to network with normally and get to see mm-hmm. a different side of your branch because there's all sorts of jobs in there. and It's really cool. Oh, fantastic. That sounds really rewarding, you know, personally, as well as serving those, um, I guess, the families uh, of the loved one who has passed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I, I revered it. Fantastic. Now, what, uh, tell us, you know, you with the Space Command, what, what things were rewarding about that? What did you enjoy about that aspect of your service? There's, there's a lot I can't say. Over on just on class line, but what I will what I will say is that we served a global community. The space space serves everybody, and space is of everybody's interest. So whatever is going on up there, doesn't matter nations that we are dealing with. We want people to know what's going on up there. So we we monitored the skies and anything that was happening. We sent straight to the State Department and White House. It was pretty cool to think that like the job we did went straight to Washington, D.C., and uh, that's that's what I can say about it. It's pretty, it, was, it was a lot of math, too, and I'm not a math guy. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the good thing about the military is, is that it sharpens you and it makes you want to be better. I, I did my best I could. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. That sounds very rewarding from, from many different perspectives. It was a big job, yeah. Fantastic. Now, talk a little bit about um, when you decided to separate, what was that? What were your thoughts? What were your plans? What were your experiences? Yeah, I just want to say too that you know these thoughts represent my own, not the Department of Defense here. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm I'm just an E five, but <laughs> <laughs> I I was really grateful for my time in the Air Force, but I just felt like I don't I didn't feel like it would be a career for me. Um, mm-hmm. I'm so grateful, and whether you do four years or forty. You know, you're still, you know, you get out honorably. You did your part for the country. I just, Absolutely. Thanks. I, oh, and yeah, yeah it was, <laughs> you know, thanks for letting me serve. I always tell people that it's, it's your military. I'll never forget that. I just felt like I, I wanted to go back home. I really missed my family. I missed my friends. And there were some other things I wanted to try out. And I was able to use this military experience to help me go back to college, which was really great. Mm-hmm. And it's, open a whole bunch of doors for me. I'm, I'm just so grateful for everything that the military has given me, even after I left. Mm, absolutely. Fantastic. Now, now with that, what had you, um, when did you first start thinking about separation and, and really starting that whole process? Well, I would say probably about two years out, I was just I just didn't know if it was for me, like the life and not having full control of my life. That's something that I really wanted. And in the military, you get a lot of benefits, but in order for that, they kind of take control of your destiny for a while mm-hmm. and, you know, understand that. So I started to really think about it halfway through. I, I didn't want it 
fully pull the trigger because things can change in a year, right? We don't know where we're going to be in a year. But I, for me, it was just, it was, it was, I remember reading this book called The Way of the Superior Man. And it said that when you come to a point in a job or a journey where you feel like you have no regret leaving, then it's probably time for you to leave. And that's what I basically felt. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So now in terms of preparation for that, what, what did think, what things did you do from a wellness perspective to, to prepare and, and, you know, then when, when it actually happens and, and so forth, what was that, that experience like for you? Well, what I will say to all veterans, regardless of branch, is you kind of want to keep your separation. I, well, I should say you want to keep the idea of your separation kind of close to your vest because the military, you know, it, it, it's wanting to keep its people. It wants to keep you going because it, it kind of, it's if you break out before retirement age, it's kind of like you're breaking the system a little bit. But what I was they'll support you either way. But what I will say is don't, if you're in a four year term and you're halfway through and you're like, I'm getting out, well, that's not going to make you look good in anybody's eyes. Right. Mm-hmm. So keep that as close to your vest as possible until they start asking you, are you going to stay? Are you going to go? Cause they're going to start asking you around six months out. And then that time you can be honest and say, well, Hey, I appreciate it, but I, I'm going to move on. Or if you're going to stay in be like, okay, it's, you know, let's re up. But that's something that don't, start blurting that out too early <laughs> you might shoot yourself in the foot okay because you know, they they want to they want to treat their people the best that are the ones that are staying and, and why wouldn't they right sure i, I don't have anything where i don't have anything against them for doing that but just don't put yourself in a situation where they're going to look at you and like oh this guy's just riding it out you know mm. but what i'll say with that is if you do decide on getting out whether you're four years or retirement you know, you want to start saving at least a year or two out and you want to have a multiple months worth of income to have available for you when you get back, because some people, they don't automatically get into another job. You want to have some cushion and maybe some mm-hmm. people have families too. You want to think about that. Okay. Yeah. Good point. So absolutely. So, um, what other, what other things did you do to, to prepare for that? So you prepared financially sounds like, and well, one thing that really helped me is I had a, another veteran that my friend knew, my roommate, that he had separated a couple months before us. So he acted as like a mentor. He's like, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. And so oh. he was really freshly separated. So I would try to find a veteran that's, that you know that maybe recently separated that can mentor you through the process. Okay. And he was a really good source for us to utilize. Okay. All right. And um, the other thing I wanted to say too is if you have any sort of disability, like any service-related injuries, you should get those checked out. Some people don't want to apply for disability. I completely respect that. Mm-hmm. I was able to qualify for disability. And, uh, you know, the percentage, that's kind of a personal thing. But if you, received mil- if you received any sort of injury during your service, you should apply for service-related injury or at least get it documented because that can be used to help you out later in life. It's a lot easier to do when you're in service. It's a lot harder to do when you're outside because you know they don't cover really the stuff that happens per se so much on the outside. But if you get over 30% disability, you can get free health coverage from your VA. That's mm-hmm. huge. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Really big help with that. 
Yeah, and that. I'm lucky because I live near Minneapolis, and we have the Minneapolis VA clinic, which serves huge swab of people. But um, yeah, I would if you if you have a VA, you're lucky to have a VA near you. You definitely want to get see if you have a service related entry that can qualify you because you're over thirty percent. They they cover you for life, and uh, it, that's I mean I I utilize the VA all the time. It's amazing. Excellent. Fantastic. So now what? When you um, actually went through, you separated, what kind, was it a culture shock? What kind of, what, what was that transition like? I, okay, now, yesterday I was in the Air Force and now I'm not. What was that like? Well, it, it's kind of funny, Michelle. My, my view of Minnesota was from 2014 and when I came back, it was 2018 and a lot had changed. Mm-hmm. I, won't, I won't delve into much of like how I personally went over it but what i will say is that yeah there's going to be a transition phase but this is why the preparation is so important when you come back you'll i think you'll be really relieved but at the same time there'll be parts of the military that you miss maybe a little bit of the structure but you have a lot more freedom so it's not like you're just losing You're, you're gaining but maybe you're losing some things but you're gaining a lot more and what I would say is you want to make sure, like, when you're getting out, what kind of job you're going to do. Are, a lot of veterans I knew, they just stayed in the military as civilian employees. That's pretty easy. They're kind of in the same environment. <laughs> but if you, you want to check your, uh, for us, it was AFSC, Air Force Specialty Code. I know Army is military MOS or something. Mm-hmm. But if you're an accountant in the military, that transition is super easy into the civilian world but mine didn't do so it wasn't as transferable so you want to make sure that if you don't have a transferable job that you find a job that you like or you can always go back to college because if you're just if you're honorably discharged you can go to college for free at any college in the nation Mm -hmm. fantastic now, when you when you first um, gone out, or even before then, did you have uh, an idea of what you wanted to do afterward, career wise? Well, I I went on a two month sabbatical to Europe, which was really awesome. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is your reward for getting through and surviving. You know, mm-hmm. enjoy yourself for a little bit. But I came back and I took a year off. I just wanted to chill out, and I was doing some side jobs and. Then I finally decided I needed to go back to college to update my resume, and I did. I just completed a computer technology degree and a human resources degree at mm-hmm. Normandale. Very and nice. Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, another thing I will say, too, is you want to keep your 401k if you have one that you got in the military, because I unfortunately pulled mine out, but just just leave it alone, I would say. You can you can make another one or, or transfer it into the new 401k, but don't don't just pull it out. And, and use it um, but yeah i mean you got a lot of options you can be a civilian worker on a military base find a new job or go back to school don't don't think that life is over or anything you know <laughs> sure okay so it sounds like you had the focus of this new new freedom new opportunities new mm-hmm. new direction in life mm-hmm. Will you tell us a little bit about that and what you were what thinking and, and experiencing well, like you said, there is going to be a little bit of a culture shock, but at the same time, I felt like I was a spaceship. I was like only going up. So I went back to college. I've been on a lot of vacations. I've gotten into karate. When I got back, karate is amazing. 
and I've got really gotten involved in a lot of my local stuff, like uh, my church. I really got involved back in the church, and that's been wonderful. It's brought a lot of joy into my life, and um, I actually came came to my faith in the military, but I really started to fl- flourish in the post military life. But I would say too, if you you know join a join karate, join a martial art, or if you're not into that, join join a community group. I mean, there's a lot of veterans community groups out there, but, you know, just get involved because some veterans may or may not, unfortunately, ha- not have a family to come back to or they have all sorts of stories. But if you get involved in the community, they'll, they'll welcome you back. They love hearing veteran stories. You know, every time I tell somebody that I was in the Air Force, they're like, you oh, know, thank you very much. And, you know, I didn't do it for people to always thank me, but it, it does make me feel appreciated and all veterans, really. And that's uh, that's really nice. Mm, absolutely. Now, do you reflect on your service a lot? I mean, throughout the year, we have Veterans Day, you've got Memorial Day, you've got other uh, military holidays, so to speak. Do you what What are your thoughts on you know reflections uh, of your service? I love Veterans Day because I go <laughs> and I go everywhere to get all the free stuff to eat. <laughs> oh my God, I, I, that's that's amazing day, <clears throat> but. You know, we're supposed to be honoring the veterans, but yes, I do. I do take advantage of it. Don't don't feel bad about going to IHOP to get those pancakes because they're amazing. <laughs> but uh, I, I I have been going to the, the VA has uh, a, a, a federal cemetery there right next to it, and I always try to go and pay my respects to those guys. It's so cool when you go and see. There's a World War II guy here. Oh, there's a World War One, a Vietnam guy. And, you know, those people, whether they died in combat or they passed away naturally like we won't be here without those guys and it, it just it, i guess my love for my what i did in the service has actually grown since i got back because I've, I've seen how hard it is i've seen the sacrifices that people make and sometimes the ultimate sacrifice and we got we got to be grateful for that because uh, they're the military really is the one thing standing in between us and, and the enemies that we have and uh, you know if they're willing to take a bullet for us we got I always try to go and salute as many of them I can because not just what I was given in the military, but my post-military, it's, it's all thanks to them and, and to the American people as well. So I, I just try to remain grateful for that. Fantastic. Okay. Wow. So now you mentioned there are a lot of benefits for, um, of military service to the civilian world. Like when you got out, you're, you know, there are a lot of opportunities for you, but there are also opportunities to give. Now, will you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I guess the, the nice thing I'll say on a personal level, the nice thing is, is because I'm a disabled veteran, I get to ride the, the, the trains and the buses in Minnesota for free, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> but I, I'll say I haven't done, I haven't been doing a whole lot in the veteran community. I've been doing other things, but I do donate to the American Legion, which I believe is a honorable charity that helps military families. And I get back to them that way. But I just, whenever somebody's needing help, I, I usually try to help them out because in the military, sometimes it was pretty hard. You know, anybody that served, doesn't matter what job you are, even if whatever you, whatever you think of the job, it's, there's a lot of pain in wearing that because you're away from your family, you're away from your friends, and you got to do things that a lot of normal people just couldn't do. So 
whenever I hear of a veteran or whenever I hear of somebody that's in help, I try to extend my hand and give back to them because that's, that's how we take care of each other. Absolutely. Fantastic. Um, other, other thoughts on preparing from a wellness perspective? How, what was that? Um, you know, you mentioned financially and, and focusing on your career. Um, what other things did you pay attention to, whether it's, you know, before you got out or, or after or, in, you know, in the years since then that you focused on from a wellness perspective? Sure. Uh, well, I, when I went to Europe, I, I definitely gained some weight, believe it or not. <laughs> and I noticed it in the mirror. And I said, oh, my gosh, I got to do something about this. So I went to the dietitian at the VA, and they really helped me learn how to eat better. So don't don't feel bad about taking advantage of that. And they even have mental health services there if you need that. I've gotten x-rays done there. They're, they're just fantastic. I mean, they, they live to serve the veterans. So take advantage of that. I would also say spend a lot of time with your friends and family, especially when you just got out, because they've missed you. They want to see you. And they'll regenerate you are they're the reinvigorate you right maybe some people have changed over time but i like to think that most of them they still love you and they still care about you and that that was probably the hardest thing for me is being away from the people i loved but i i got a lot of people i love from the military uh but i really missed my people here and i would also say you should go on a a mini vacation maybe not a two-month sabbatical <laughs> But just do a, a vacation for you. If you got a family, because I know a lot of veterans have families when they come out, like wife and kids or husband and wife, whatever. Mm-hmm. You, know, you owe it to yourself to go to Disney World or do a one-week vacation at least. <laughs> don't. I would say don't just hop right into your new life. Take some time for you. That's why I told them to save some money so that they can have a little time to themselves because military can be very grinding. It's very regimented and very stiff and that's a good thing when you come back though it's it's good to keep that discipline but you also want to make sure that you have some fun yourself mm, absolutely yeah. that's fantastic so a lot lot to consider with relationships with um with healthy eating with uh with joy with instilling mm. joy into your life mm-hmm. so fantastic now um you had mentioned too with um you know with with your family with things like that how was it from an environment perspective i don't know if you lived if you lived on base or if you had some other thing but what is that transition like you know when you're when you're in civilian life you're maybe staying living with family members or having your own your own place what was that like from from an environment transition well as an enlisted I had to stay on base for three years. So we were in the dorms, you know, doing that dorm life. And I, I was a little bit older than a lot of those guys. So there, there, there was sometimes it was a little tough, but me and my best friend, excuse me, we, it, okay. So in our third year, once we hit E4, we were offered the chance to get off base or you can stay on base, but it was a little harder to do that unless you had a family. So we got off base. We went to this town called Santa Maria, which was pretty close to the base. and that is a little bit of a way to kind of get more back to the quote unquote normal life is living mm-hmm. off base. If, if that's something that you want to do, I, I really wanted to, because then that way I could really separate my work from my regular life. Mm-hmm. But okay. for some, for some military officers specifically like a base commander, they're required to live on base. Sure. But Absolutely. I think 
if you if you can live off base, that's going to give you a little bit more of a quote unquote reality based or I don't know however you want to say it. But when I when I came back home, it it wasn't hard for me. I I lived with my mom, and it was it's just like I had left, and it was it was no big deal. But I guess that's did I answer your question? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, yes. I was like I was yes. like thinking, did Absolutely. I answer your Oh, uh, well, it's just, just, you know, different, different environments kind of breed different experiences and, you know, doing so, it sounds like it helped in your transition to civilian life. Well, I mean, for me, I, I was not the typical 18 year old kid that pops into the military when they graduate high school. I was 26 when I did. So I was, I guess you want to say a little bit ignorant, you know, like I, I wasn't quite like the groomed military guy when i came in I, not to say i didn't conform if you don't conform it you know they're going to come down <laughs> on you pretty hard but for me i had lived so much of my life in the civilian world it was not a big deal to me but i know people that go that li- are in it from 18 to 38 or whatever an officer does that might be a different story but for me it wasn't too hard i only did four years Fantastic. That's really excellent, excellent points on so many different aspects of wellness. Um, as we wrap up here, what um, what do you think are the, the most important things for for any anyone transitioning out to to focus on? Are there certain aspects and or uh, or first steps, if you will, in going through through the, the transition to civilian life? I'll definitely say don't ever stop asking for a military discount. <laughs> it saved that has saved me hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars. And a lot of people don't understand veteran discount, but they'll understand military discount. That's what I'll say. And then you could just flash your little VA card if they ask for it. But you'd be surprised at how many people do that. And then there's the bus and the train benefits. And don't forget that regardless of who you are, you have veteran preferential hiring. It's it's just okay. part of, of affirmative action. So. Don't be afraid to take advantage of that. I don't, you know, veterans are hardworking people. So I, they may not think that they need it, but don't be afraid to take advantage of that because uh, why wouldn't you? And I would also say, like I said, think of it as a new assignment or a new mission. Mm-hmm. Don't give up. There, there are going to be some hard times, but you got through the military. You can get through this. It's going to be just fine take care of yourself, go to the gym. I, I go to the gym six days a week now. A really great book for military people to read, by the way, is Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. heard of that. No, I have not. So I'll just, I love David Goggins. So I just want to give you guys a real quick intro to him. He was a Navy SEAL. He did 20 years. Well, he did four years in the Air Force and then the rest of his time in the Navy. Mm-hmm. And this guy has such an incredible story from his childhood to just getting into the military. He he was 294 pounds, and his recruiter told him that he had to lose 100 pounds in three months, and he did it. Wow. And he ended up becoming one of the most intense ultramarathon runners in the world. He held the pull-up record, Guinness World Record for pull-ups for a while. Uh, this guy is just a fitness freak, fitness guy, and he has a lot of wisdom. Uh, you can follow him on all sorts of social media, but his book is so amazing because it just touches every veteran's story. Because this guy, he said he wanted to be the uncommon amongst the uncommon. He went to Army Ranger School. He graduated as a SEAL. He went to Delta Force training. 
Uh, he was an Air Force tech. He, I mean, this guy is just, if you're looking for toughness, you're looking for a mindset, you're looking for a mindset that's going to help you succeed into the civilian world, go read that book. It is the, it's in my top three best books of all time. It changed my life. And you listen to that guy. He's amazing. Wow. Fantastic. Oh, well, we will, uh, we'll include that, uh, that book in the, in the notes as well. And, and, uh, and David, I get 20%. <laughs> I get 20%, David. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, go read it. If you're a veteran, you'll love it. Fantastic. Well, Troy, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for your service. Thank you for your experiences. And mm-hmm. it sounds like for you, you really took a lot of time and effort to plan out your your life, not only in deciding to serve to begin with, but in also deciding to separate and and really a lot of different aspects of wellness from from healthy eating to environment to career to education to relationships. All of those things really, really seemed like they they really came together to help you to transition out and to be successful in life. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Troy. We really appreciate you being on the podcast today. It's my pleasure. Thanks, Michelle.